So, hello and welcome to the second in my series of uh, podcasts, which we've rather awkwardly named The Maltcast, in the absence of anything better, uh, where we're going to be talking uh, about different issues, some housing related, but also North West Hampshire related. And pleasingly, we're able to combine the two today uh, because I have with me um, the uh, young, strangely young, energetic uh, new leader of the council. We're not that new. What is it, a year now? So? Two years. Two years. It really got time flies. Uh, Phil North, Councillor Phil North, who is a... Um, and over brawn and bread, uh, but also very politically active, and whom I've been on the doorstep with shoulder to shoulder, and uh, has come into Westminster today, on, we're recording this on a critical day, really, it's the day of the, uh, of the meaningful vote on the EU, to talk about him, uh, some of the issues in Andover that we both address, um, and some housing issues as well, uh, where Tess Valley is doing well. So, Phil, one of the issues that people raise with me uh, consistently, and I think which we both experience, yeah, yeah. is what's happening in our town centre. Mm, mm. um, and over town centre, there are far too many empty units. People are alarmed about developments um, around the town centre. And off the back of the uh, leisure centre, um, which now happily seems to be coming out of the ground and is looking fantastic, there's obviously a nervousness about that. I guess you've picked that up as well, have you? Yeah, so I think the first, the first point to make is that the issues in relation to town centres is not just an Andover matter. These things, are, uh, this change in trend for the high street is happening up and down the country. Uh, the continuation of out-of-town shopping, the continued sophistication of the internet means that some high streets uh, are searching for their souls a little bit. And that's no different in, in Andover. We've got too many uh, vacant units and we need to, need to change that. Uh, we need to keep up with that trend. And I, I think high streets are now becoming more a place for leisure and living as well as just retail. Obviously, retail is a really important part of the mix. But in terms of preserving that retail, we need to make sure that people are coming into our town centres, uh, which is why uh, Tess Valley Power Council have got plans in order to try and, try and do that, not least the, the leisure centre. We took the conscious decision to rebuild the leisure centre in the town centre. Um, precisely because we wanted more people into in, into our town. Yeah, the leisure centre, I have to say, is looking great. And one of the things that I've heard as well is the uh, people really like the temporary swimming pool. <laughs> mm. But I presume that's going, is it? Well, the, who knows? It is going. I mean, uh, the clue is in the name. It was a temporary swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, it cost yeah, us yeah. an awful lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously we took that decision to rebuild the leisure centre in the town centre because we want to continue our, uh, to ensure that our town centres uh, thrive. Um, that me meant decanting some of the, uh, the facilities to the temporary pool. But now we've got this fantastic brand new leisure centre, um, which will be open on the 1st of April. Um, and then the last part of that project then is to um, demolish the, the gym area that, that members have yeah, been using. Yeah, that's on the, for on the, the side yeah. towards, the, to yeah. towards the light side. That, yeah, that's no, correct, yeah. So it, it was obviously a controversial decision at the time, but hopefully people will now see that it was the right thing to do. And it, I mean, I have to say, one of the things travelling around the country that I find amazing is that we are actually getting a new leisure centre at a time of, you know, when local authority finances are often strained. Um, but I guess... From my point of view, looking at it, there's a big opportunity there around, you know, the, the sort of lights area and the old magistrate's court, which is empty at the moment, right through the leisure centre, up through the back of the Chantry and into the town centre. And your plan for town mills for the park there is looking yeah. pretty great as well. Does it all start to knit together as a kind of... Area? Well, absolutely. We've got big plans for Andover. The first part of that is that area around the, the new leisure centre. So the Borough Council purchased the Magistrates Court four or five years ago now, mm. before I became leader, and I sort of inherited that project to, to take forward. Um, 
it's my ambition, and we've um, done some sort of market testing uh, with various companies about this, is to create a cultural quarter on that site to complement the leisure centre and to embrace that changing nature of, uh, of town centres. <laughs> So it's my ambition to um, uh, create a brand new theatre, replacing the lights, have a sort of plaza area where we can encourage restaurants to come in and invest in Andover with some outside seating, um, but also some uh, living um, and more uh, houses on that site, which will leverage some of the finance to deliver that project. So this is, a, this is a key issue, I think, for, the, for town centres across the country. As you know, departmentally, we're doing a lot of work um, on town centres. We've got the town centre fund. There's obviously the towns fund that we just announced as well. But one of the things I think is critical is getting more residents back into the town. Because obviously planning decisions in the past, you know, move residents out, yeah. and now you've got this out of town shopping, you know, we've got NMH and all the rest of it, yeah. and you've got a new, we've got a new Greg's, drive through Greg's coming yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. On Woolworth. On the Woolworth estate. So there's going to be a lot of sort of edge of town development. And one of the things that I was struck, I went to the new Churchill uh, retirement living yeah. facility just behind the leisure centre. And one of the, the things there that people, the older people said was great was they could walk into town. And actually the movement of the post office up to Smith's, they said it was great for them because it was closer. Uh, I mean, it's not that much, you know, difference, <laughs> and that's been a but when you get decision. to a certain age, it makes a difference, yeah. right? So that it was closer, and so you could see the beginnings of something if we can get more residential back into the town. So do you think that might form part of the plan? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's crucial. I mean, that's instant football, right? So um, if we can encourage more people to live in our town centre, they'll use the facilities in the town centre, spend more money in, in, their sh in the shops, and enjoy the leisure facilities surrounding it. Okay, so just on the residential point of view, that's great. The other thing with Andover people often say to me uh, is that you know we want a department store now I always say well we have got a department store it's called Tesco I mean you can pretty much get everything you need in the, in the Tesco extra enum but arch but um, the other thing I always come back with is I say well Andover as a town is not quite big enough to to keep a department store and so housing becomes critical now people it's hard to miss the house building in Andover and obviously there's ambitions to grow the the size of the town but in amongst that one of the things that people worry about and they're worried about across the country in my job as housing minister is affordable housing and you've got a pretty good record on that right? Oh absolutely we've over the last five years we've delivered 1,320 affordable houses that's more than any other authority in Hampshire and I'm not just talking about district councils here I'm talking about the large unitaries for example Portsmouth uh, and Southampton and this has all taken place as a result of our house building in and around Andover, at Picket 20, Augusta Park and at Picket Peace. And I think it's really important to recognise that Andover is, uh, is obviously getting bigger um, and this is I think crucial not just for giving um, people a place to live and a good place to live um, and building new communities but also then to sustain those other facilities in our town centres. So if we want a better town centre, we need more people in the town yeah, going to totally spend their right. money in the town centre. Yeah, this is totally right. And and for schools as well, you know. So uh, Winton is not full. It'd be great to have it full. It makes the whole town much more sustainable. You know, the investment that's being put into the hospital, you know, it makes the business case for that better. So I'm very pro. As long as we can get the design right and we can build beautiful stuff around Andover and kind of, you know, ornament the town, I think that's going to be yeah. uh, great. Coming up though, all this fantastic stuff that you're doing, 
all comes up in front of the, the, the people we serve. It does. Um, in May, and you'll be standing for re-election along with the rest of uh, Tess Valley Borough Council. Now, you've been a councillor for how long? For 12 years 12 years. years. So you started yeah. basically as a child. I was 21 uh, when I was first 21. Oh, my God, amazing. Yeah. So why, why did you become... I mean, I was a councillor for eight years, and I loved it, right? But you, why did you decide to do it? Well, I became a councillor because I wanted to help people. I wanted to make a difference to people's lives, and you can really do that as a local councillor. Actually, probably, I think sometimes you can make more of a difference on a, at a local level than being a councillor than can being a member of parliament. Oh, I think that's totally because, right. I mean, having been yeah. a councillor, an assembly member, and now an MP and a minister, I'm certain I was m my most effective on the front mm. line when I was a councillor. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In terms of the impact you have on people's lives, I mean, we've just been discussing uh, town centres. Obviously, that's a big issue for people at the moment. We've just been discussing houses um, and housing and making sure that people have a place to live. But also, you're talking about waste collection, you're talking about access to the countryside, you're talking about leisure facilities. These are the, the things that have an impact on people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, critically, I guess, the one thing that has a big impact is, is council tax, which you've frozen this year, right? Uh, oh, absolutely. Now, yeah. Was that a difficult decision? or It was a difficult decision because uh, we have uh, suffered in terms of reductions from our central government revenue support grant. I completely get that. I completely get the dire financial um, situation the country was in um, and the uh, need to uh, ensure that we were spending less money. And part of that meant, meant that councils were going to get less money. But we needed to make sure that we uh, functioned as efficiently as possible. Um, so we made some uh, reductions in our, our back office. Uh, we've made uh, other efficiencies. But the crucial thing in order for us to uh, freeze council tax this year was to invest in commercial and other property, our project enterprise. Um, so this year we've received £1.8 million pounds, uh, additional income than if we'd kept our money in the, the bank, which has allowed us to freeze council tax. Okay, sounding smart. Well, uh, sounds like a good point to end. Um, it's great to have you up in Westminster, Phil. I know that you do a lot of advocacy around for Andover and Tess Valley. Generally, you are the leader of the whole uh, borough, of which I only have a, a about a half um, in my constituency. But it's good to see you. And, uh, you know, you have my commitment that I'll be supporting the council um, in their great work over the months to come. So thanks very much indeed. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you will tune in next time. But in the meantime, please do check out my social media feeds. Twitter at Kit Malthouse, Facebook Kit.Malthouse, Instagram Kit underscore Malthouse, and of course my website, KitMalthouse.com, where you will find a constituency poll where you can tell me what you think about the pressing issues in Northwest Hampshire this very day. <laughs>